Hello, Nathan Foster here, and welcome once again to the Renovari Weekly Podcast. Oh, I thought it might be fun to interview another person from around the globe. So this week, my guest is Andrew Ranucci. He's the pastor of Coast Community Church in Australia. Uh, in this interview, you get a chance to hear about how formation is integrating into his church and how they've created a sort of retreat culture among the staff. Enjoy. Andrew, how are you, sir? Hey, Nate. Good to hear your voice. Thank you. Good day, mate. Hey, there it is. I was waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, you said something to me really interesting uh, last week. So, so we're putting together. Uh, I'm, I'm coming there to Australia and and doing some events, and we're doing the one for like leaders, like um, right Christian leaders, pastors, and yeah, people in ministry. And I said to you, I'm kind of preparing like what to do, and and I said, so like these are going to be people who are kind of burned out, you know, just kind of overworked and needing to rest and such. And you and you said to me, you go, no, no, not really. Right? Did I quote you right? <laughs> yeah. Look, I mean, there's certainly a variety of of people in 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 our church, and um, and I think some people are more driven than others. But generally, I think over the last ten years, we've been working pretty hard as a church um, to live a much healthier rhythm mm-hmm. um, and to help people establish establish healthy approaches to their spiritual life. So it's not just about doing, um, but there is a real sense of focus on being um, yeah. and investing in their in their relationship with God um, and allow their ministry to flow out of that rather than just, you know, always um, being so busy doing that their relationship with God suffers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess spiritual health has been a real focus for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and for that reason, uh, we've been developing a, a series of spiritual retreats. So retreats are a very strong part of our discipleship um, model. Um, okay. And I think that's helped everyone to slow down a little and to um, really put center stage their relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's helped leaders to uh, live their life at a, at a better pace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, how many do you have on staff there? Um, there's about a dozen on staff. Uh-huh. Staff or staff? Staff. 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 <laughs> and, I hope your listeners can understand me. <laughs> oh no! It it, it it makes you sound like you know what you're talking about. Um, and so, um, I mean, is there a culture of kind of people attending to their souls and living in a healthy rhythm? Yeah, I, I think. I think there has been a growing sense of people um, appreciating that they do need to invest time into their souls. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember when we first started our retreats ministry, I was really keen not to do just the weekend retreat, just the, you know, you, you, you drive somewhere Friday night, you have the one day Saturday where you where – um, um, have some teaching and relax, and then Sunday you've sort of you know got to get out of the accommodation. You have a, something happening Sunday morning, then you're back into it again. Mm-hmm. So all of our retreats are three days long, and having that having that longer experience where we where we where we where people have to take a day off work, 
They have to take Friday off work if they're going to come along. So that takes a, a lot of intentionality. Mm-hmm. Um, and then actually being away for three nights, uh, for us, um, it's really helped um, our folk to really slow down and to make this a very intentional time uh, of, of retreating, of solitude, of silence, and all the various things that we teach on retreats. And I think that's helped people just to realise how important it is for our soul. And I think it's not until we actually spend some time on a, on a retreat where we have some extended time that we actually realise how much our soul needs it. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and, and I think once we start to get into a rhythm of, of slowing down and of retreating, I think it's very hard to go back to mm. uh, a busy frenetic lifestyle. Um, you know, and there's been people in our church who've made some very courageous steps in their work life to really intentionally slow down. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's been really encouraging because I see a much greater health mm-hmm. in their, in, in, you know, in, in their life and in their, in their, in their marriages, um, in their family lives mm-hmm. and in their church life too. Mm-hmm. You do, you, you have series of retreats like topic wise. Yes, that's right. Yeah. I spent a, a couple of weeks with Dallas back in 2008 in his spirituality and ministry class. It's like a two week retreat. Uh-huh. Um, and that was quite life-changing. Um, just even spending time with Dallas and just watching how he lived was, was really um, inspiring. Mm. Um, but out of that class, I developed our very first retreat. That was really my, my assignment for that class was to integrate what I'd learned into a local context. And so I developed our first spiritual retreat, which is focused on solitude and silence. Mm-hmm. And so I took our eldership away on that retreat um, back in, I think, 2009. And after that retreat, they were like, this was, this was what our soul has been needing for a long time. We need to unroll this to, to others in the church. So then I ran it for the ministry team. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, they said the same thing. They found it really helpful. Um, and then we started to offer them more widely. So, so we started off with a solitude and silence and an overview of spiritual formation retreat. We call that our introductory retreat. Mm-hmm. And then um, after that, I developed a retreat on simplicity. Actually, mm-hmm. your, your father's book on simplicity really, really encouraged me a lot um, to consider that as a theme for uh, retreat. I love the whole concept of simplicity of purpose and simplicity of lifestyle mm-hmm. because it's very hard to arrange our life um, in a healthy way for spiritual formation, unless we, unless we have a really clear vision. You know, as, mm. as Dallas says, vision, intention, means. We need to have a clear vision of the sort of life that we want to live. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a simplicity of purpose really helps us with that. Um, so simplicity is, uh, is our second retreat. And what then you, from there we move. By, what do you mean by that, simplicity of purpose? You say? Yes. Uh, well, I think your father talks about uh, the, the importance of learning to live for one thing, a bit like what Soren Kierkegaard talks about, mm. you know, um, um, and having a clear understanding of why we are here, uh, what our life is about, um, and what, what is most important. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think once we have some clarity around that, then it helps us prioritise our life accordingly. Mm-hmm. You know, and we'll, and we'll, we'll prioritise our relationship with God, we'll prioritise um, time with God, we'll prioritise um, relationships. Um, mm-hmm, 
I think when we're being pulled into lots of different um, priorities, and I think it's very it's very hard to then um, be clearly focused mm-hmm. on our relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And then the third one is uh, fasting. Um, so we learn about fasting, and and I love John Piper's book on hunger for God. Mm-hmm. Um, it really encourages us to view fasting from the lens of of hungering after God, of realizing that 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 he is he is the one that that our soul is really yearning for. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and then we move on to the Sabbath, which is our fourth retreat, and then our fifth retreat is on conversational prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, just a, just a series of different um, disciplines that you actually see in the life of Jesus as well. You see him practicing solitude and silence. You see him. Um, um, practicing simplicity, you know, in Mark one when he went up to up to the mountain after being so busy in ministry, he he went into solitude and silence in a solitary place, mm. and then and then it was in that place uh, where he was reconnected with his calling, the simplicity of his purpose in his life, and he came back and said, "Look, we need to go elsewhere so I can keep preaching because that's why I've come." Mm. Um, so we actually need that solitude and silence to help us reconnect with. Uh, the simplicity of our purpose, mm-hmm. um, and then and then you see him practicing fasting. You see him practicing the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Um, you see him, um, you know, practicing conversational prayer with the Father. Mm-hmm. Um, so we try to develop retreats around those disciplines that um, we see Jesus Himself practicing. Mm-hmm. You know, we we have this desire to, to be like Jesus, but uh, unless we actually choose to adopt the way that he lived, I think it's going to be very hard for us to actually um, grow in our discipleship and grow in becoming more like Jesus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. That's good. Do you, and do you guys fast on the fasting retreat? Yeah, we do a, a, um, a 24-hour fa- fa- fast. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Fast. So we skip out on break. We skip out on um, breakfast and lunch. So we go from dinner yeah. um, Thursday night to dinner on the Friday night. So all your staff takes a retreat once a year. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, in addition to the, in addition to the retreats that we offer, we basically have men's and women's retreats. We find it works uh, a whole lot better for us because we have a lot of young families in our church, mm-hmm. and it's hard for mum and dad to get away um, and have the kids minded. So. Um, most most couples will, will will share that. So you know the dads will will head off for a retreat, um, and and the mums will look after the kids for a few days, and then a couple of months later, um, the mums will go off for for a retreat, um, and and dads will look after the kids. So that it works practically, but I think it also works in other ways as well. I think when when men are together, um, I don't know. There's a there's a greater vulnerability that 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 that, that comes to the surface. Um, I'll find anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but also couples retreats would certainly work well. Our ministry team retreat we do as a, a combined men and women retreat. And we do that each year as well. Our, our elders and our ministry team actually get away together once a year and we have a, a three day spiritual retreat. Mm-hmm. Um, and I tell you, that's so different how, to how it was when, you know, I used to do retreats, you know, 10, 20 years ago when I first started the church we used to do strategic planning retreats and go off for three days strategic planning. And look, those things are still important. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what, there's something really beautiful about 
getting away with the key leaders and actually having God in the center and saying, you know what, we're going to learn about a spiritual discipline that Jesus himself practiced. Let's, let, let's learn, let's grow together, let's experience this together. And, and a, a, out of that, you know, we'll flow ministry and we'll flow planning and so mm-hmm. forth, but not on that weekend, at, at other times. But it's really beautiful that our, 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 our greatest uh, and, and longest time together uh, as a team is actually around um, the spiritual disciplines and around yeah. a, a retreat. Mm-hmm. That's good. I had a friend who said, uh, he's talking about the board meetings of his organization, and they'd have a four-hour block to do a board meeting, and they'd spend two hours in prayer. Wow. Before they even got to the business. And he said it was, I'm probably getting the numbers wrong, but it was something like that. And he said it was tricky because you go, wait, how are we going to get the work done? Um, and he said, for some reason, the work always got done. They, wow, that's inspiring. We're just in a different space, you know, ready to deal with the work at hand. But I just thought that's, that's kind of countercultural uh, in a way. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Yeah. What's Christianity like in Australia? Oh, wow, that's a big question. <laughs> Please represent your entire country for us. <laughs> How long have we got? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, in a, I'm in one corner of, you know, of, of, of the kingdom in Australia, and there's, there's lots of expressions in Australia. Um, I think Australia is a, is a fairly tough country. Um, spiritually, there's, there's, there's um, I, I think the, the statistics for Australia are around Ten um, percent of Australians would would attend church, okay. um, um, but but not every week. But they would identify themselves as, as a church goer. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a lot of secularism in Australia, um, um, and so it's 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 hard work um, for a church to 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 grow and to see uh, new new converts. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it, it certainly it certainly happens, and I think the church is in a much healthier place today than than it has been for some for some time. I think there are some some healthy models of church life, and there are some churches that are that are you know like Hillsong, who are mm. you know a, a phenomenon in Australia and even around the world. And you know they've got lots of branches, and and they're they're reaching a lot of people that, that other churches aren't reaching. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's very hard to make a, a general comment um, about Australia. Uh, because I'm, I'm only in a very small corner of it, um, sure. but yeah, I, I think I think Australians are very down to earth people, and so Australians want to know that it's real. Um, mm. They want to see it in your life um, before they're going to listen to what you have to say about Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know what Jesus said about being salt and light in the center of the mount is just so important for Australians. Um, they they really want to they want to, they want to see it in your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, they want to see that it, that Christianity is actually um, changing who you are. Um, it it's actually impacting and affecting um, your life in the here and now. And when they see that, um, that inspires them. And I think those that we've seen come to faith in our in our church um, will often testify to the to the way that they have been impacted by the the life of mm-hmm. another mm-hmm. person in the church. Mm-hmm. Um, in the workplace, at university, um, you know, in a sporting club, mm-hmm. but it's through it's through relationships that most people would would come to faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a, kind of an authentic showing of a person. Yeah, very much so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, that's that's really important. There's not a culture in Australia where where people will you know move to a new location. The first thing they'll do is look for a church. You know, I've, I've heard that Americans are a little bit more like North Americans. Again, you can't generalize, but generally there's more of a culture of, mm-hmm. of looking for a local church and having that on the radar, mm-hmm. where that's not on the radar. Australians look where the nearest pub is. Um, <laughs> you know, if, it's near, if it's near a pub, then we'll, we'll, well, that's, where, that's where we'll go for it as a drinking <laughs> hole. So people need to, uh, you know, Christians in Australia need, need to really live live their Christian life in a very real and very genuine way. And that's why I'm so passionate about spiritual formation because I think the more that Australians are spiritually formed to, to be more like Christ, mm-hmm. I, I really think that is going to be the most in, most powerful evangelistic tool that we have mm-hmm. uh, for, for, for Christians to, and, to, and for churches to take formation seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Um, we'll, we'll really see um, Christianity, you know, grow Mm-hmm. How does it play out in your congregation? Uh, I mean, obviously, spiritual formation is extremely important for you. Um, how, how does it work in your in your church? Um, well, I guess our retreats is uh, one of the main uh, emphases for for the development of of um, of teaching and so forth. Obviously, mm-hmm. there's small groups uh, are very important in our church life. Um, we also have spiritual mentors uh, where we help people to develop relationships of accountability. We see that as a really important part mm-hmm. of our spiritual journey. Um, so, yeah, we talk about those those three key elements of small groups where we're developing healthy spiritual friendships. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really vital. We can't we can't do life alone. Uh, we're designed to be with with one another. So, spiritual friendships are important. Spiritual accountability is important, and also. Uh, developing a deep spiritual life through the spiritual practices and the disciplines um, are really important. Mm-hmm. So those three are, are, are sort of the main keys, and then out of those out of those elements um, come the, the way that we um, the way that we serve, the way that we love, the way that we give, the way that we steward our life. Um, and so we talk a lot about you know the, the fruits of our life come out of those those deeper things under under the ground, which are. Um, spiritual accountability and spiritual friendships and spiritual uh, practices and spiritual life. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not just about the the form. It's not just about the, the the inner world and the inner life. It's also about then the expression of that in how how we serve the kingdom mm-hmm. and how we how we express our spiritual gifts in the life of the church and and in the community. How do retreats play a part in your life? Now the best thing I can do is give you a, a John Eldridge quote because I think John Eldridge <laughs> says says it better than um, than I can say it. And it's out of his book, Walking with God. And he mm-hmm. says this, The best part of the peace and quiet is God. Just to sit here and be with God. No agenda, nothing to be fought for or prayed over, just God. It's like nothing else. Nothing even comes close. This is what the moment offers now. This is what God is up to today. And thankfully, I'm going with it now by resting with him. Um, that's good. <laughs> it's, it's, it's awesome. It's and it can only be written by someone who really gets, really mm-hmm. gets it, mm-hmm. really gets what solitude and silence and retreating is all about. And whenever I read that quote, it just for me um, reaffirms the reason why I love it so much. Mm-hmm. Just just the ability to go and just to rest and to be with God. And I love how he writes. It's quite controversial in some ways. You know, no agenda, nothing to be fought or prayed over. Mm. Um, 
in some ways we think that goes against uh, what a retreat should be about. But in fact, you know, solitude is all about laying down achieving. It's all about laying down work, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and actually to put our, even the work of praying aside in the sense of, you know, wanting God to do things for us. Right. um, Traditional way of thinking of prayer. That's right. That's right. Um, But just to, just to be with God and to be um, in his presence and to realize that, that, um, that God loves us and that we're okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me is extremely powerful mm-hmm. um, because it's out of that place that I discover a deep sense of security and who I am in my identity um, that I don't have to be doing to be acceptable. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Um, that I'm just learning to realize that God actually just loves me for who I am. Yeah. Um, and that's a powerful revelation. Mm. I mean, that mm-hmm. that for me is uh, is probably the most powerful. Mm. Um, and so, retreating for me is a really important part of of just slowing down and just uh, coming back to that realization that you know, um, um, I I I love God and I, and I love being with with Him. Uh, I love being in His presence. Mm-hmm. Um, and to realize that actually he loves me um, and he likes being with me and in my presence. Um, and I don't say that in an arrogant way. I say that in a, sure. in just a genuine friendship way. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and I find that very powerful. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Do you, do you plan it out? Like, how do you, do you have like in your calendar times when you retreat or do you just kind of sense ah, it's time to get away now? Yeah. Yeah, well, fortunately, um, the, the good thing about what I do is that I end up running probably about four or five retreats um, or maybe even maybe, maybe even six retreats a year. Okay. Um, and so on our, on our retreats, they're three-day retreats, but every day there's two blocks of two to three hours um, of retreat time mm-hmm. um, in each day. So there's lots of opportunity for me actually, even though I might be leading the retreat and even though there'll be times of where I do teaching, but then it'll be like, okay, now let's go off for two to three hours and have some solitude and silence. Yeah. And so I actually, I actually am able to enjoy times of retreat myself very mm-hmm. genuinely. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, whenever I go and lead a retreat, I'm not just, I'm not just going there to work, just to, to just to run something. I'm actually engaging in the retreat just as much as everyone else is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always approached it that way um, because I, I, I want to experience God's presence just as much as everyone else does. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I want to walk with God, um, over those three days, just as much as everyone else wants to. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just a fellow traveler with everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, so I find those times really, really special. That's good. Hey, um, I'm coming to Australia. Yes. Yeah, we can't wait to have you over. <laughs> Apparently, you want to learn to surf, and that's the reason you're coming over. Is that right? Well, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Could you talk just a little about the event? I know we've we've got at least a few listeners in Australia, so yeah. Well, look, um, we've developed the Fuel Conference probably over the last ten years or so, um, and it's a conference that we run out of our church, um, and it's a conference that focuses on spiritual formation. So we really have been hoping to. Then develop the conference over the years as as just one of the key spiritual formation conferences for Australia. Um, over the last few years, last year we had James Bryan Smith out. The year before was Trevor Hudson. 
Uh, the year before that was Jan Johnson. Um, next year we have Christopher Hall. Um, uh, what, what's the date on, on the fuel conference? We always have the, uh, the conference in May. Uh, details of the conference is on our, on our website, coastcommunity.church. You can find out more about uh, the conference, download a brochure and that sort of thing. Excellent, excellent. Well, Andrew, thank you, uh, thank you so much. Oh, it's been a pleasure. It's been great catching up again. <laughs> Good. All right. Well, I'll, I'll see you soon, huh? <laughs> yep. See you in Australia. <laughs> I'll, I'll wax that surfboard for you. Hey. All right. Well, there you have it. Hey, if you uh, find value in our podcast, I would encourage you to consider donating a dollar a week to support this work. And you can find a link on our website under the podcast page. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next week.